Hello and welcome to the Full 10 Yards Betting Podcast. I am joined this week by Callum at Callum JD Squires on Twitter and Liam at underscore Liam Horsley on Twitter. As far as I'm aware, neither of us, none of us are spending the $8 a month for a fancy blue tick. Um, but we'll keep on bringing the fantastic content to you. Callum will do his forward watch every week. Liam will do his multiple podcasts that he puts out every week with various people around the world. And I'll keep on doing my previews and we'll show that a blue tick is nothing to be desired. It's uh, ridiculous. Um, anyway, uh, we went two and two on our best bets last week. Um, I'm only mentioning that because I had a winner. So I will uh, we'll get that out there. It's, it's a fairly rare occurrence for me this year. So I will mention when I get one. Um, we also had, uh, well, I know that Liam's lost because he had the Packers. And uh, we did comment on that during the show last week. Uh, Callum, did yours win? Um, no, I no. think I had the Dolphins and we missed by a point and a half, Somehow. which was a travesty in and of itself because the field's running all over us. We had complete control of that game and should have won it by about 10 to 15. And then Jalen Waddle broke my heart by dropping the game ceiling pass that would have, A, probably allowed us to cover and B, given Hill and Waddle both over 100 receiving yards, which I had at 20 to 1, which broke my heart. So... Sorry, wait, had it 10 to 1, had 20 quid on it. You know how it is. Um, yeah, killed me. Killed me. Oh, well. Seems like a decent bet every week, that one. I just want to keep it Yeah, I'll be taking it again this week. <laughs> yeah. And um, Jack had the Falcons. He got three and a half when we recorded, which was pretty lucky. So, yeah, he had um, the win in that one as the Chargers scored a final um, final touch, uh, field goal at the end. Uh, I had the Patriots, minus five, and they stomped all over the Colts, so... Yes, all good. Um, you, Liam, you good this week? Sorry, we just had a little bit from Callum. We'll have a bit from you. Well, unfortunately, I decided to uh, go against the gambling gods and uh, I backed Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur, which is two things you should never do in life. Um, so I've got to apologise to the podcast and to the gambling gods for <laughs> betting one of the worst teams I think I've ever seen. Um, so, yeah, big <laughs> error on my part. Uh, and then the Chiefs played terrible too, but they won. So yeah, I'm I'm okay. I'm hoping for a better week this week. And I think I also did the same bet for 80 yards each. And I think Waddle might have finished on 76. Did he? I can't remember. Or he, he had he four had, yards. I thought, had, I thought he had 85. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, maybe I need 90. I can't remember. But I was four yeah. yards short of Jalen Waddle on a bet as well. So he let me yeah. down too. So I'm with you on that one. <laughs> he did finish at 85. So yeah, 85 and a touchdown, 143 and a touchdown. I think it was for Hill, uh, as Hill is. As we said at the halftime, uh, at the half-season mark, uh, Hill is pretty much running away with the receiving yards and could possibly beat Calvin Johnson's um, total, which would be quite something. Um, I do have one quick one for uh, a bet for the rest of the season was the Ravens, 10-1 to to get the AFC number one seed. Obviously, the Bills have possibly without Josh Allen for a few weeks now. Um, the Chiefs are looking good, in fairness. Um, it might be best to wait until after this weekend with... The Ravens on by the Chiefs. If they get the win, they'll be a game ahead. So you might get better odds on the Ravens getting the one seed. But the Ravens only face one team with a winning record for the rest of the season. And that's the Bengals, who they've already beaten this year. Um, so as the third favourites, I thought that was fairly decent odds. I've had my bet on it already. As I say, you might want to wait until after this weekend where they could well be better odds if the Chiefs win. Um, but yeah, that's just one that I wanted to get out there for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, 11 to 2 at the moment, uh, which has uh, come down quite a lot. I guess that'll be on the Josh Allen news. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I didn't mean to pass post that one, I thought it was still 10 to 1, but um, yeah, it, it might well go up this weekend if the Chiefs win. Um, but yeah, we'll see. So, on to this week, week 10 of the NFL season. Uh, Callum, what was your best bet? Yeah, so I am picking against the I guess, media slash Liam's darlings of the Minnesota Vikings, and I like the Buffalo Bills. I know there is some uncertainty about whether Josh Allen is going to play, how his elbow is, but, <clears throat> excuse me, largely based on how tough I think he is, I think he will play through it. But also, I do think that the Bills can kind of see the Dolphins and the Jets just a little bit in the rearview mirror now. Maybe they're getting ahead of themselves, but um, at 6-2 and two with the Dolphins... At six and three, and the Jets also six and two, correct? Um, you know, there's there's definitely a maybe the Jets six and three, sorry, either way. 
Um, the Dolphins and the Jets are definitely close enough to make the Bills think twice about running away with the division. And therefore, I feel like games like this are ones they want to make sure they win because obviously they've still got to play the in-division opponents coming up and have an 0-2 record. Now, Liam made a point to me off-air that maybe that might mean that they rest Josh Allen for those division games, which I do think is a fair point. But knowing Josh and the way he plays, I, I just can't really see him sitting out unless he won't play. And if he doesn't play, this line has come down a good three points because I think maybe Vegas thinks he might be limited or but if he doesn't play, you've got Case Keenum and Stefan Diggs' revenge game against the Vikings. Those two put together the Minneapolis Miracle, pretty much the only time the Vikings have ever been relevant since Randy Moss. So credit to them for that. And I'm excited to see Case Keenum go up against the Vikings and uh, and beat them. I, I think this Buffalo team is so talented that Case Keenum can step in, do what he needs to to get them a win against the Vikings. Yeah, I don't. I think so. If Josh Allen doesn't play. Um... I wouldn't touch it because I think the Vikings are going to win the game. But if you can bet this, you know, when the news comes out and it's still minus three and a half and they tweet on Sunday morning, it says Josh Allen's going to play. Then before they suspend it, I think you should bet it just because even if his elbow is limited, he's going to run around a lot, isn't he? And make plays with his legs. So um, I think, yeah, if he plays minus three and a half is a great bet. If he doesn't play, I'd be worried because I just don't think Case Keenum's very good. Um, and I don't think the offensive line's very good either. So he can't run around like Josh. But um, yeah, I got it a plus seven and a half for the Vikes. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that Josh doesn't play <laughs> so I can do that and then hopefully they lose and the Chiefs can be the one seed that's kind of my thoughts on it are the Ravens the one seed um, yeah the, uh, <laughs> this line was nine and a half before last week obviously the injury happened it was still six on Monday and obviously as the weeks progressed it's looked less and less likely that uh, Josh Allen will play he did miss four games in his rookie year with a UCL injury which is the same injury he's got now um, so I guess it's whether they feel like they can get through these games without him for a few weeks. There is apparently risk of uh, further, well, possibly tearing it if um, if he carries on. So it would be load management, if anything, I reckon. Um, but yeah, it, it's a tough one. Um, obviously, with Josh Allen, even if he's limited, I think I'd probably still lean to the Vikings. Unfortunately, it's it's not not anywhere I'd be putting my money, but. Uh, they have a solid core down the, the middle of that team and they seem to know how to win, which is a worrying thing. Um, but yeah, we will we will see. Yeah, I, I have actually bet the uh, Dolphins have put 20 quid on 5-1 to one for the AFC East. That is so more I... because I have the double of the Bills and the Eagles at decent money. I have rather <laughs> a large bet on that one. So it's more kind of covering myself than anything else. But I thought 5-1 to one when they are on six wins as well. I thought that was fairly generous, to be honest. So, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't put you off putting 20 quid on that one um, at 5-1. to one. Well, Dave I appreciate Callum. your confidence. Well, I appreciate you both your boys' confidence in me. Um, <laughs> I wish you believed in the other teams I like as much as you believe in the Dolphins. Um, but, no, I uh, yeah, too early for me. Um, we, we have a tough run of fixtures after the bye. We have the Chargers, the Niners, and the Packers. You never know who they are. Um, I, I genuinely right now do think that we're probably a top five team in the AFC and justifiably will, you know, will justify our playoff spot that we get. But um, yeah, I'm not about to bet on the downfall of the Bills just yet. I think that's maybe a little bit too soon. I, I definitely want the Bills to win that division still, but yeah, I've had to cover myself <laughs> a bit. Seeing as we're talking about the Dolphins, I will go on to my best bet. I have gone with the Dolphins, minus three and a half, hosting the Browns this week. Uh, I've not been a big fan of Tua all year, and fair enough. He, he's done a hell of a job. He's finding Waddle and Hill in space, as they are the quickest receivers in the league. They do get open quick, and Tua finds them. And it's working very well for them. I can't argue with anything the Dolphins have done. I can't argue with Tua's uh, QBR. He's, he's done very well on it. His PFF rank is really high. So I'm I'm buying in a little, which is uh, a little bit weird. I, I don't want to say I'm all the way in with the Dolphins, but I'm definitely getting there. And I don't think the Browns are very good. Um, the Browns always beat the Bengals. Bengals always lose on prime time. So I'm calling that a slightly fraudulent win for them last week. Before that game, they weren't looking like they were very good at all. They're going into the heat of Miami from the cold of Cleveland. Uh, Miami will probably direct those um, mirrors to the away bench, as they seem to have done in all the other games. It will be an extra 
20, 30 degrees over that side of the field for the Browns. Uh, so it's going to be an uncomfortable game for them. And yeah, I, I just think that the Dolphins at home this week, they are minus three and a half. It's annoyingly over to, over to three, but I'll take it still. I think they should they should win fairly comfortably. I think they've got far, far too much on offense that the Browns won't be able to keep up, even though Nick Chubb is probably the best running back in the league and will probably retake over the top rusher in the league this week. I just don't think that, yeah, frankly, I think the Dolphins are pretty good. I think the Browns are pretty terrible. So that's the one I'm going for this week. I did have a couple others, um, but I have decided, weirdly enough, for me, given uh, given my opinions on Tua for a lot of the season, yeah, I'm going Dolphins minus three and a half. It's great to hear your your openness and honesty, Adam, and you know, admitting your flaws when you find them. Uh, you know, it's it's been a, it's been hard for all of us in in two and on to <laughs> hear the uh, the lies spread about our, our prince that was promised, uh, Mr. Tagovailoa. Um and you know, he's he's really started to deliver this year, and it's great. It's it's nice to not panic every time he jumps back to pass, which has been the case previously. Um, but you now are surprised when you don't see a 20-yard gain every four or five plays, basically, which is weird to say. But just as you said, our receivers are quick and get open early. And we do have a double threat now in the backfield. Jeff Wilson Jr. was fantastic uh, on Sunday, even if all my Raheem Mostert fantasy shares have now taken a huge nose mm-hmm. Um you know, that tandem could be really good. You know, Thunder and Lightning, if you like, going into the uh, into the playoffs in the latter part of the season where we're going to have to run the ball more as it gets colder. Uh, that said, it, I, I do agree with you in terms of your take on this game. I, I wish it was two and a half, not three and a half, for very obvious reasons. Um, but I do like the Dolphins to win this game. I think, you know, if we can head into the, uh, the bye next week, seven and three, uh, you will feel pretty good about where you are if you're a Dolphins fan, I'll say. Yeah, I'm with you. I like two and a half if we could get two and a half. Unfortunately, we can't. It's just um, Dolphins are actually better run D than I thought. I kind of thought this would be a massive Nick Chubb game, but they're only 14th uh, in the league, which is absolutely bang in the middle. So I thought they'd be worse than that. They're just not very good against the pass, and Jacoby uh, is also not very good at passing. So I'm not quite sure what it's going to mean for, for this game. Um, but both teams give up a lot of points. I think over the spread, I'd probably prefer the total. I think it's 49. Um, I'd probably bet over because I think they're going to get a lot of yards. I'm probably going to bet Tyree Kilt's 120 plus re- receiving yards. I don't know what they'll set as a line at because it wasn't as it was only 106 last week. And I think they're going to get to the point where they're going to set it at like 120 eventually. But I'll probably try and find a find a line somewhere for like 120 or 130 because I just think that Browns defense aren't going to be able to cover him at all. Uh, you can actually get minus three at four to five on Unibet, so I'd probably go to that, to be honest. Um, but obviously, yeah. we we go with the standard lines that are available on Bet365 slash Skybet, whichever's the best for us. Um, yeah, Jeff Wilson, we did mention about him getting straight into the action last week and scoring a touchdown. Um, and I did put up, I did mention on here, Raheem Mustard under 63 and a half rushing yards, and he ended up with in the 20s, so... I think we called that one fairly well. And in another group chat that I have on WhatsApp, I mentioned about Jeff Wilson being uh, anytime scorer in play at 11-2, to and he scored about 35 seconds later. So <laughs> that was a, a, a feather in the cap for me on that one. I was uh, quite happy with that one. Um, right, it's nothing about the Dolphins. Um, <laughs> on to Liam's best bet for the week. Right, let's talk about a good quarterback. Um, yeah, I've, got, I've gone for uh, Chiefs minus eight and a half, and this is actually with Callum's help. I, I, I asked for his help for on this one because I signed between two. I didn't want to go for the homer pick, but uh, he agreed that it was the better bet. So, yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs minus eight and a half. Um, Andy Reid did not call a very good game last week, um, but they were against one of the best defences in the league. Jags are very good at pass rush, but their secondary is not very good. So I do think the Chiefs will probably have a bit of better luck through the air. Um, Mahomes is playing really well at the moment. I think he's now jumped up to favourite for the MVP. Um, so, yeah, I just think Chiefs will probably win by about 10. So that, that's kind of my thought process. I think Trevor Lawrence is better than I think he's good. Some people don't think he's good. So if he wants to be bad this week, then I'll I'll, I'll accept it. But one thing the Chiefs do is they confuse quarterbacks and just throw random coverages at you. And that's the one thing that gets Trevor Lawrence in trouble because he can throw the odd interception. So I think the defense will pick him off once or twice and uh, Mahomes will do the rest and they'll win by like 10, 13 points, somewhere, somewhere in there. 
Yeah, Liam's completely bitten on my lies and saying that this is a good bet. Um, no, I'm just <laughs> um, I, I, I like the Chiefs here. Um, the, the Jags are in the right direction. ETN looks really good. I think the Trevor Lawrence hate has been a little bit unfair. Um, Zay Jones and Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones, you don't have a number one wide receiver between them. I'm sorry. I know they paid Christian Kirk a lot of money. He's not a number one wide receiver, which is why everyone in the league was outraged to the contract he got. But you have to pay the Jacksonville tax because no one wants to go there because they usually suck. But what Doug Peterson's done this year, I think you've seen glimmers and I think you're seeing that they are becoming a better team. Uh, I'm glad that I called them correctly beating the uh, the Raiders last week because the Raiders are frauds. But this week is is too far for them. The Chiefs are just a better team. Uh, I'm reliably informed that Kadarius Tony is going to play a lot more this week. Thanks, Liam. So, uh, yeah, look to see him get involved. And yeah, Chiefs for me... Winning by 14 wouldn't surprise me here, so I'm quite happy to take it at minus eight and a half. Yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm off this after their their performance last week. Obviously, they put up ridiculous numbers on the ground. Oh, out through the air, sorry, definitely not on the ground. Um, not on the ground. Home, <laughs> throwing 68 times or whatever he threw. I think it was the second most attempts in uh, recent NFL history, something like that. Um, but yeah, I do like uh, Kadarius Tony. I've I've liked him from the Giants. He was he's only 11 to five. Sony up at about 365 at the moment, but keep an eye on when he's coming up uh, or when the prices are coming up everywhere else. I, I, of course, I'm going to lean to the Chiefs minus eight and a half. I think they should beat most teams by 10 points, frankly, with the talent and the coaching that they've got. Um, and yeah, I am one of the few people who doesn't like Trevor Lawrence at all. I, I do agree <laughs> with Callum that he is kind of hamstrung by the cast around him, but I see him overthrowing a lot. I see him making stupid mistakes all the time and yeah, that, that game in London kind of solidified my opinion of him. Um, Travis Etienne is outstanding, though. I do very much like watching him. He's um, incredible on the ground, which for a smaller guy is pretty impressive. He seems pretty um, solid as well. Doesn't seem to be too affected by the hits, and he can obviously do it out the backfield through the air. So I do like him in this one to go over whatever his stuff is. So there's no lines up at the moment. But yeah, I would be leaning to the Chiefs minus eight and a half. But after them not beat, beating the Titans by 10 points. It's not one that I would bet on. Um, Jack is not with us this week, but he does have his best bet. He's still in New York, I believe. Uh, he is going for the Bears minus three against the Lions. And his reasoning is that the Bears seem to have learned how to, how, how to use Justin Fields. Obviously, he notched up 178 on the ground last week, which is a record for a QB, uh, which is pretty darn impressive. Uh, Detroit are 32nd in defense in the NFL, and Garrett, Jared Goff is terrible outside. He only has three touchdowns and four interceptions in the last four games, and they're coming off a win against the Packers, who they never win against, but that was not a lot to do with their offense. That was to do with, well, I would say it's to do with their defense, but I think it's more <laughs> to do with Aaron Rodgers, to be honest, because uh, he was dismal. Um, so, yeah, I, I do agree with the Bears. I would be taking the Bears minus three if I had to bet on this one. I think Fields will do roughly the same again. And they managed a couple of nice-looking passes as well, like Mooney catching one in the corner of the end zone was a decent throw. Um, but yeah, it's all on Fields' legs mainly and Jared Goff being terrible outside. Uh, I believe in the last two second halves, uh, the Lions have put up seven points or something similar to that, or the Lions offense have. It has not been good for them. Uh, so yeah, I am definitely on the Bears on this one. Any chance of you saying he was dismal with less of a gleam in your eyes uh, when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers there? <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, I, I am unsurprisingly going to go the other way here. Um, I, I appreciate Justin Fields is improving. I appreciate that the Bears are trying to actually resemble some sort of a football team. Um, but I, for the life of me, don't think that they're good enough to win in this league, I just I I'm just not convinced. Weapons around Fields, uh, I wish they would start Khalil Herbert. Um, sorry, David, I'm going the other way. Um, I, I I like the Lions, and I I think the the momentum that you gain from beating your biggest rivals in the way that you did by grinding it out and having your 32nd ranked defense step up in positions to, I think the Lions building will be bouncing this week, um, and basically with. With Amon Ross St. Brown, with Jamal Williams, with DeAndre Swift, I just believe in in their weapons more than I do in the Bears. And I think this will be close, so I'll take Buster points. But 
Um, as I've said already, I, I like a lot of the money line underdogs, and the Lions is one of them for me. Yeah, I'm with Jack here. I love the Bears, minus three. Um, I'm a Justin Fields fan. Top 15 QB in the league at the moment, easy, the way he's playing. Um, he was good last week. Chase Claypool looked good last week as well, and he only had like three days to learn the playbook. Probably would have won them the game if the ref would have actually called the pass interference at the end of the game, but he decided not to keep his flag in his pocket, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears. Um, Jared Goff's fumble record outside is nuts. It's nearly like, I think it's 0.8 fumbles a game. So, basically, one fumbles a game every time he plays outdoors. So, uh, I would imagine the Bears' defense, even though they're not very good, are still going to hit him at some point and, and cause a fumble. Um, so, yeah, for me, I like the Bears. I think I like the over 49.5 as well. Um, it's a pretty big line, but I don't think either of these defenses will <laughs> stop the other team regularly enough. So, um, yeah, I think I like the over and I like the Bears minus three as well. Yeah, I think I'd go for the over if I was going on anything on this game. But yeah, I do like the Bears. Uh, the Lions are actually only 20, well, up to 26th in defense in the league, according to DVOA. Uh, that is against the pass and the rush. They are level on both of those. Um, as the sixth worst team in the league against the pass and against the rush. <laughs> so, better than 32 at least. Um, right, that's best bets done. On to the Sunday games. We have a game here. Well, no, sorry. On to tonight's game, of course. Uh, Falcons minus two and a half at the Panthers with a total of 41.5. Uh, my first look here was the over after they put up 70 points between them uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, this one's outside. The weather's not apparently not meant to be great. It's meant to be on and off rain. Doesn't look as windy as it was projected, um, but there was uh, talk of 20 to 30 mile an hour winds, which is not great for the passing game. That won't affect the Falcons because they like to run the ball. <laughs> and with Cordero Patterson back, they will be able to do that a lot better. Um, they actually split, They actually shared the carries between the three of the running backs last week, between Patterson, Caleb Huntley and Tyler Algier. Um, Patterson got the most, but all of them had seven plus carries. And they like, they like running the ball. They're very good at it. Um, Mariota threw 202 air yards towards Kyle Pitts last week, and he finished with 27 yards, which is uh, <laughs> where they're going wrong this year. <laughs> he got open, he got wide open for what would have been the game-winning touchdown, and got overthrown. And he's got the widest, one of the widest wingspans in the league, and he, even he couldn't pull it in. So the deep passes are not working. Uh, his receiving yards tonight are 40, and it's one of those that every week you look at it, and every week I'm probably going to bet it because he should have that but it just doesn't really click for them on the in the through the air uh the panthers obviously were dismal uh, i've got to stop using dismal i need another word uh they were <laughs> terrible against the bengals in the first half last week um with pj walker getting benched at half time uh, after throwing two interceptions i believe he had three completions for nine yards uh before he got benched at half time um coming back home you gotta hope he's gonna look a little bit better and against the falcons team with Still not really many people in the secondary. I think there could be a lot of points. Um, I would be leaning to the Falcons covering the minus two and a half. There's quite a few decent boosts that I'm on. Um, there's Paddy Power have uh, Patterson to have 50 rush yards to touchdown and the Falcons to win. That was five to one. And William Hill have Falcons to win. I think it was Patterson touchdown over his yards, over the total, and that was six to one. Um, so... They're all both very similar. I do think Patterson scores. I do think he goes over his rush yards. So I'm probably going to be on both of them. Um, but yeah, should be a mildly entertaining game, hopefully. Yeah, I, I, it's a weird one. We, we, me and my wife had plans with a, a couple who live in our apartment complex here to watch Thursday Night Football last week. Um, and last minute it got cancelled, which I was kind of relieved about because Eagles-Texans was not one I was looking forward to actually watching. Um, and we rescheduled to this week. And I, I'd said, maybe it'll be a better game the schedule and said no it's it's not gonna be a better game but it might be entertaining at least so uh, if if it's going to be low on quality at least give me chaos and drama and nonsense basically and if i'm you know admittedly i'm not staying up till 1am like you guys may be choosing to do um but even here if i'm going to spend an evening uh spend in a bar to watch a game i would quite like to be entertained for my for my for my dollars shall we say um, I definitely like the over in this one, you know, whether, whatever, fair enough. Um, but that was 70 points without Cordero Patterson. Um, that was 70 points without the looming threat of Baker Mayfield being inserted from the bench. <laughs> so um, I, I definitely like over 41 and a half here. 
I would probably actually lean to the Panthers, in all honesty, if I was going to pick a side. Um, DJ Moore appears to have started to find himself again. PJ Walker has definitely helped him. Uh, and Deontay Foreman, game script really limited him last week because obviously they were murdered by the Bengals within the space of 10 minutes, basically. Well done, Adam. Congrats. Enjoy your bye week victory. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I think the Panthers have to bounce back and have to show some fight here. Um, at home so yeah I, I would be leaning Panthers in the over for sure yeah I think I'm with you both on the over um, I think the I know weather's an issue but the total's already taken the weather into account it wouldn't be this if it wasn't any weather I think this game was like 46 and a half the other day so they've already kind of lowered it because of that reason so um, I think the over's a good bet they're going to run the ball a lot both teams will probably run the ball a lot Foreman gets a lot of carries as well for the Panthers so um, yeah, I like the over. I think I'd probably bet the Falcons if I had to pick a side, but I probably wouldn't actually bet either team <laughs> sidewise. Um, I do like the unders on PJ Walker, just in case, like Callum said, there is a chance he could get benched mid game. So if you've got a line and he's not playing well and then he gets benched at half time, you're going to get all those unders. So, um, I think it was like 179.5 maybe, um, for his pass yards that you can get. Uh, 171.5 for his pass yards. He's nearly two to one for under um, 0.5 pass and TDs. Um, he's nearly evens for under one and a half pass and TDs. So I think I'll probably bet those. Um, and then I quite like Patterson as well as receiving yards because he's seven and a half. <laughs> and I think if they dump something out the backfield, we saw last week he can truck people. So I think he'll get more than seven and a half receiving yards. Yep. I'm glad you mentioned that one. That was one I put in my preview for this week. Um, I, I went on. Uh, Patterson over seven and a half. It was six and a half annoyingly yesterday. That extra yard is a bit irritating. Um, but Terrace Marshall is still uh, 35.5. I like him for the Panthers as well. Um, even with the potential issues for PJ Walker, he's gone over that in every game that Walker's been the quarterback. So, yeah, there's uh, it, a, a crazy chaotic, I think, is uh, what we're looking for tonight and at least should be a little entertaining. Um, all right, so we're off to Deutschland for. The next one, um, the NFL kommt in Wochen nach Deutschland. Yeah. Wow. Let's that go. Let's go. That was, uh, that's Google Translate. So it could be completely wrong, but I'm sure. We <laughs> no, no, no. That, that was uh, uh, my, my, my uh, lesser mentioned German studies degree tells me that was perfect. Well done. Nice. Uh, we have the Seahawks <laughs> plus two and a half. Um, against the books. Uh, officially, it's at the Buccaneers, but obviously it's in uh, Allianza Arena in Munich uh, with a total of 44.5. I have no idea where to go on this one. I was leaning to the books, uh, even giving up the two and a half. I feel that they're going to click eventually, and I thought the travel would be preferable for them. But listening to all the American podcasts this week, uh, apparently the Seahawks are going to fly over the North Pole, and it's actually only an extra half hour on the flight from Seattle um, compared to Tampa. According to uh, all the podcasts I listen to, so travel time isn't going to be an issue. Uh, they're already there. They've been posting videos from uh, Germany today, the Seahawks. So I don't think the travel will be an issue. Uh, the experience, I feel that obviously Brady is a lot more experienced and he's been to England a couple of times. So I feel he's going to know what to do better. And the Buccaneers are a more experienced team on the whole. So I think in theory, they should be better with the travel. Um, but yeah, it doesn't mean anything on the field. Uh, the Seahawks are frankly the better team at the moment. They can run the ball well. They've got, um, well, I was going to say the better QB, but Brady has actually been pretty good this year. Um, but yeah, I, I think I was leaning to the books. This is a firm stay away from me now. I will definitely be watching it, obviously, half two. And the German fans are crazy. They, they've they deserved a game for quite a while now. And I'm glad that they've got it. So will be a heck of, a, heck of an experience to watch, at least. Yeah, I, I, I think after the big win against the Rams, which was uninspiring but necessary mm. for the Buccaneers, I, I find it hard to see them not maintaining the momentum. I have finally admitted to say that the Seahawks may not be frauds and may just actually be able to play football quite well. Um, it doesn't make sense. Uh, none of it makes sense. But I'm, I'm happy for Gino and I'm happy for Pete Carroll. I've always liked Pete Carroll. Ever since the Legion of Boom, that the Seahawks are a team I've had a soft spot for. Uh, they were my NFC West team before the Cardinals overtook them. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, one of those things where I just I just think the Buccaneers, Ed Brady's experience, he knows how important it is to get back to 500. And I, I just think the Buccaneers are going to have too much for them in this atmosphere. I feel like most people in Germany will be cheering for Brady, if that makes sense. 
I don't know if I'm I'm reading into this too much, but I feel like the superstar quarterback, probably the only time they're ever going to see him, I think rapturous uh, applause and, you know, reception and support. And I think that the... I, I definitely want to watch this one. I think this will be a fantastic uh, atmosphere. But yeah, I think uh, I think it will be Bucks at the end of the day. Full house, I think, on the Bucks, which probably means the Seahawks are going to win by ten. <laughs> we're, we're all picking picking the Bucks. But yeah, I'm with you on the Bucks. Um, similar to last week, it could be a close game, and I still fancy Brady to come through at the end and do a drive to win the game with a touchdown or get stuck up into to field goal range. So I think the two and a half is a, a really good line. Um, probably bet the over as well, to be honest, with how Gino's playing. Um, if he starts the game well, then Brady's going to have to keep up and throw the ball. Um, last week, we saw what happens if they let him just throw the ball and call his own plays. Um, a lot of talk this week, they're going to start running the ball again, which does annoy me and worries me a little bit for this bet. But um, I think overall, Brady will, will do enough to get it done. In terms of the crowd, um, it's weird because Seattle apparently have got loads of German fans, but the Bucks picked really? Germany. Yeah, but the Bucks picked Germany out of all the countries to be there. Like yeah. international country, so they obviously feel like they've got loads of fans there as well. So I'm not quite sure how it's going to fit. This game was supposed to be Chiefs versus Bucks as well originally, and then Tom Brady came back and they said, "Oh no, CBS needs to have that game on the Sunday night." So, um, but yeah, at least it looked a little bit better now with Gino playing it as probably like top five quarterback in the league or some craziness. But yeah, I'll go Brady and uh, two and a half for the Bucks. Yeah, the uh, the German German NFL is is incredibly popular. You get like twenty thousand for their league, let alone having um, a proper game over there. So I I am I I think it will be very interesting, and it's definitely one I watch. Uh, one that I won't watch is another two and a half spread. Is uh, Broncos plus two and a half at the Titans with a total of thirty six point five. Um, I went to take under forty on this one earlier in the week, and it turns out it was already thirty eight point five, and it's come down another two points since then. So. Uh, maybe that's a lean towards Tannehill not playing. Um, but either Tannehill or Malik Willis, I don't think they're going to do a whole lot against a very stout Broncos defense. I don't think the Broncos can do a whole lot either because I just don't really rate them this year. Um, so, again, another stay away from me. You're probably looking at, obviously, Derek Henry. Uh be interesting to see what Chase Edmonds does, whether he was literally just a piece that the Dolphins want to get rid of or whether the the Broncos actually want him and to be able to do anything with him. Uh, they're obviously not happy with Mel Gordon or Latavius Murray in the backfield there. So, he, I mean, he could get something. It's worth keeping an eye on him at least. Um, I guess if I had to, I'd lean to the Titans just because they're a the far, far better coach team in this one and they will figure something out as, as they always tend to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm taking the Titans here, for sure. Um, I I was surprised the line was minus 2.5. Um, the Broncos won a game in London still don't convince me at all, really, uh, until Russell Wilson shows me that he is still the Russell Wilson. It's hard to really believe in them. No one seems to like him there. They just traded Bradley Chubb to the Miami Dolphins to make them a playoff contender. And yeah, I just kind of feel like there's uh, a sense in it might be next year rather than this year. So it's hard for me to really trust uh, in them against a team that I think is going to win their division um, and is, you know, really well coached by Mike Vrabel. I mean, that game against the Chiefs should never have been as close as it was. With no disrespect to Derrick Henry and with no disrespect meant to all the Titans in general, but with Malik Willis at quarterback, the Chiefs should have won that game by a mile. The Titans' defense really stepped up. Derrick Henry is unstoppable and incredible. And... Just to be frank, I just see the, the Titans being the better team here, both on paper and in execution. I expect Tannehill to be back, which will help. But even if it is Willis, I, I, I think the Titans have too much. Yeah, I agree. I, Titans was, I was toying with it as one of my best bets, but their defense played like 90 snaps against the Chiefs. So um, they are going to be very, very tired. So that I kind of stayed away from that point of view. But if I had to pick a spread, it would be Titans. I'd probably bat the over as well, just because I still think if Tannehill plays, Titans probably score... 20 23 and then you just need the broncos to score some and their defense is good so there's always a chance they can get an interception or a fumble or whatever and score points themselves they don't have to rely on russ um my only worry i just don't think the broncos can run the ball against the titans defense the titans defense is the best in the league against the run um can they stop the chiefs running backs for like six carries for five yards maybe um 
obviously could couldn't stop quarterback runs, but when you don't expect the quarterback to run that much, I think that's what what causes it. And for me, I just think that they're going to struggle to run the ball, and Russ are going to have to throw it, and that's either going to be higher scoring game or lots of turnovers for the Titans D. So yeah, I think I like the over and like the Titans minus two and a half. Yeah, over on anything mid thirties, I guess, is a bit of a no brainer to be honest. So. Um... Yeah, I, I guess I, I agree with that one. It, again, not one I will back, but uh, it's uh, it's not too bad. Uh, Texans plus four and a half at the Giants is the next one up with a total of 40.5. Not a whole lot to say about this one either, frankly. Is uh, Saquon Barkley, I've got him as a proper later on, but his uh, rushing yards are 93.5. He should go over that against the worst, well, probably the worst, worst one in defense in the league. Um, there is possible issues over Damian Pierce for the Texans. He ran very well against the Eagles on Thursday night last week. He's got a, I think it was a hamstring injury he wasn't training with. Obviously, we're a long way out, so it may well just be precaution. Um, but other than that, the Texans don't have anything at all. Uh, Brandon Cooks is throwing his toys out of pram, quite rightly so. Um, and he's claiming he's injured every week, so I don't think he'll be playing. Um, and yeah, <laughs> what are the Texans going to do? The only worry is I don't think the Giants are going to know a whole lot either. So I I would definitely lean to the Giants minus four and a half, obviously, to take them to, I think, seven wins. I think they're on six at the moment. And probably under on the total, to be honest. It could be a pretty dismal game in New York. Not not in New York, sorry. New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, not one that I am uh, in any way really interested in, in following here. Damien Pierce is about the only thing good about the Texans. And... I'd like to see Brandon Cooks play. I, I feel like he is a competitor enough that he will probably still find ways to play, even if he is annoyed at being effectively held hostage in Houston. Uh, say that 15 times fast. Um, but the Giants, they, they appear to be the better team here, even though I am still convinced that the Giants are not a 6-2 and two team. Um, Daniel Jones is going to hurt them when they really need him to not do that. But... If Wondell Robinson keeps developing, they might have Kenny Golladay back this week, though who knows what Kenny <laughs> Golladay is going to do. Um, <laughs> and I think you, you're obviously leaning on Barkley and the defense heavily. I've picked up the Giants defense in a number of fantasy leagues, um, which means I kind of agree with you on the under, uh, even though it is a very low total and low totals just terrify me generally. Uh, it's one of those things like the over is never dead, but the under could be dead inside five minutes if you get a couple of quick touchdowns. Um, but yeah, I certainly, I certainly would lean Giants here if I had to pick a side. Yeah, I think it's not one to watch for me or to probably to bet. I still think I would pick anything in this game. Um, I'm probably going to try and do some sort of Pierce Saquon combined lines, like maybe scrimmage yards, because um, Saquon Barkley is getting a lot of passes at the backfield as well. So I'll probably try and find something on request a bet or bet builder and do some sort of maybe 200 plus scrimmage yards combined or 250 and just kind of lean on the best two players in the game, I think. Um, but yeah, in terms of spread, yeah, I think you probably have to go with a team that's won six games if you had to pick one. But yeah, I think it's a stay away from me. I think anything could happen with these two teams and these two quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, not one that many people are going to be watching, I'm sure. Um, the Saints minus one and a half at the Steelers with a total of 40. Uh, I thought the Saints were bouncing back a little bit. The, the NFC South is still wide open and even with their loss against the Ravens, which was a pretty poor loss. They did not do a whole lot. Um, they're still in with a chance of that division. So you've got to hope they're going to pick it up at some point. But I don't know whether this is the week with TJ Watt back for the Steelers. They're coming off their bye week. Mike Tomlin is a decent coach. I, uh, annoyingly, I think I would probably take the Steelers getting the points, even though I think Kenny Pickett is pretty terrible and quite obviously not ready for the NFL at the moment. They need to give him the game time, and they're doing the right thing by having him in there. But it's not a pretty, not a pretty sight on the field. Um, the Saints, obviously, uh, we mentioned Kenny Galladay before. He went to the same school as Michael Thomas, by the look of it, with "Get your money and then never play again." Um, and they're both doing a darn good job of that. I don't believe Jarvis Landry will play because he doesn't seem to ever get healthy either. Um, so it leaves Alvin Kamara and Chris Olave and. In fairness, Andy Dalton's top 10 in uh, QBR, I believe, this season, which is uh, quite something with uh, the lack of passing talent around, or lack of catching talent around him. Um, Yeah, I'd I'd have to lean to the Steelers covering at home, coming off their bye week, but it's not one that I'll be back in this one. 
Yeah, it, it's it's not one that I'm particularly excited for or particularly interested in. I will lean to the Saints because I do trust the players like Kamara and Alave more than I do uh, the current version of Najee Harris. I think he has been unfairly maligned this year as being part of a really bad team. I don't necessarily think it is his fault the team is bad. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'll take the Saints here. I'd probably lean to the over. I don't, I don't really trust either of these defences and... These are two teams that historically are built on defense and are supposed to be defenses, but like, I don't necessarily see 21-21 being unreasonable in this game. Um, although, you know, 21-17, now that I'm saying it out loud, also sounds very likely. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I would take the Saints here over the Steelers. I, I just find it hard to trust uh, the Steelers right now with it. Yeah, I think everything says you probably should bet under here, but it's just the same as you. I just hate it when the total's not... Like, if it's not 44-plus, it's very difficult to, to bet it because your bet could be gone by the time the second quarter ends. So, um, yeah, I'd probably lean under. Uh, and, I, yeah, I just would lean the Saints just because I think Pickett's terrible. I thought he was terrible in college, terrible in the draft, and he's still terrible now. So, yeah, I'd probably lean Saints. Uh, I'd feel much better about it if Winston was playing. That's probably just some Dalton bias there for me, but... Um, I just feel like they can get the ball down the field a bit, a bit more. And I'll probably look for some Olave props on the day because he's playing really well at the moment. And uh, like Adam said, Michael Thomas is going to be kind of missing, uh seems like, forever. And they're probably going to have to trade him at some point. So I think Olave is the true wide receiver one on the team. And I just think that his overs are always going to be a good bet, um, especially if the Saints are ever chasing the game. But yeah, overall, I like the Saints to win, but not a game I'll be watching for sure. <laughs> And yeah, it's, um, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that about Kenny Pickett. I think uh, the Steelers having a terrible QB for the next few years would be would be wonderful. <laughs> so fingers crossed that will carry on. Um, one game that I will be a little bit more interested in is the Raiders. At, oh well, Colts at the Raiders. Colts are plus six uh, with a total of forty-two point five. Uh, this was very close to be my best bet, but the Raiders have stung me so many times that I could not go against. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't back them. They should win this one fairly comfortably. Uh, the Colts are terrible. And obviously, you've seen all the fast this week with sacking Frank Reich, which I think was probably the right move. I don't think, although, again, we don't really know what he's done uh, compared to the management and what the management want and what the owner wants. I think the owner seems like he wants to blow the whole thing up and start again. Um, so Ray, maybe Reich was, uh, had his hands tied behind his back a little bit. But even with the players out there, you should be able to at least produce something, and it was awful. Uh, the, the What they put on the field was terrible, so I'm not surprised he's gone, um, but I don't think anything's going to change. They've brought in a guy who is a TV analyst who said the Raiders stink, Raiders stink a couple of weeks ago. I'm sure that'll be um, passed around uh, the, the Las Vegas arena, and they will know that that was said. Um, there's no offensive coaches and no defensive coaches there's, there's nothing there for the Colts. They've bought, they've got a 30-year-old um, calling plays for them this week as offensive coordinator. So, yeah, enough about the Colts being terrible. I just think the Raiders are going to win this one and should do it fairly comfortably. So, I will be taking the Raiders minus six in accumulators and I wouldn't be leaning anything on the total. Uh, Callum, you disagree? <laughs> yeah, give me the Colts to win. Uh, I, I, it's It's wrong. Um, it shouldn't make sense. Jeff Saturday is a TV analyst. He did tweet that the Raiders looked terrible last like 10 days ago. <laughs> and for all of those reasons, manager bounce. I think the Colts win. I just I I don't I don't know why it doesn't make sense, but the gut feeling I have is that Jonathan Taylor remembers who he is, the offensive line remember who Jonathan Taylor is, and say, Well, if we give him a yard, he will gain 20. Um, so I just, I just can't, it, it's funny you say you can't trust the Colts because I get that. I can't trust the Raiders. <laughs> like they've been terrible. And it, this is, this is a game that this could be, it could go in any direction because neither of these teams make sense. The Raiders undoubtedly have more talent. You look at what Devontae Adams has done. It's a bad team. You know, he's still supremely talented, but if there's a quarterback who's not going to turn up other than Kirk Cousins, you know, it could be Derek Carr. And I just I just think that if the Colts play this intelligently, which I think Jeff Saturday will be determined to do, and lean on Jonathan Taylor, play 
defense. You know, Shaq Leonard is back and appears to be looking decent. I I see the Colts here. I do, even if it makes no sense. I will I'll take the Colts plus six. Yeah, I'm happy to be wrong about this one because it'll be such a fun, crazy Sunday if I'm wrong. But I just think the Colts are just going to be awful. <laughs> like you cannot hire someone who's only coached a high school. And I, I listened to a podcast yesterday where the host. I think the host said his daughter maybe went to that school. I can't remember. Or someone's daughter went to that school. And they were like under 500. And they had like the highest budget in the league. It's like a Division 8 school. And they won like four games all season. And this was just Saturday coaching like 10 years ago. So um, for me, I just think it's a, a nightmare. They did an interview today where they asked him about analytics. And he started saying that he has to feel the passion to run the ball. And I'm there like, oh my God, this guy, I don't know what he's going to do. So for me, it's just going to, I'd bet the Raiders. I was close to doing best bet. I'd probably bet the over just for fun because I think there's going to be chaos in this game. Um, but yeah, I think Jeff Saturday is just going to be an awful coach. But he's probably going to run the ball a lot. So if you like Jonathan Taylor's overs, it's probably a good game to do it because I think they're going to run the ball. The Raiders can't stop the run at all. Um, they just released their, another one of their first-round picks yesterday in Jonathan Abram. So, um, yeah, they can't stop the run. So, yeah, I do like some Jonathan Taylor props. And obviously, Jeff Saturday was a center. So, if there's one position he's going to improve in a, in a week, it's going to be the offensive line and just get them to block the right people. Um, so, yeah, I like Taylor's rushing, but I have to take the Raiders. If the Raiders can't win this game, we need to move them to London and just sacrifice the Las Vegas football team, I think. <laughs> Lovely, a lovely stadium there, just going empty. Three billion dollars down the drain. You're terrible. You're off to London. Uh, that's if Jonathan Taylor plays. Obviously, um, I don't. I assume he's back in training, but he has been recently. He's practiced and he again today for the second. Yeah, he's practiced yeah. today for the second time in two days. So I'm feeling okay, positive, so, but you never know. Yeah, should at least be able to go. And, and in fairness, that does make a big difference to them. So yeah, um, I would. Okay, I'll change it to a lean to the Raiders. As I say, this was close to being my best bet. Um, because yeah, I just think the Colts could be terrible. But if if they do win with an analyst at head coach, <laughs> is that going to just is he going to be kicked out of like the head coaches union and all the all the rest of them are going to say what are you doing? You you're ruining it for all of us. It's it's going to be um yeah, it could be a weird one showing that anyone can just come off the street and do it. Well, it's weird because um, if Frank Reich was still in this game. He would have been the best coach on the sideline. That's how bad Josh McDaniels is. So, um, I mean, yeah, yeah that's, but... that's not, yeah, that's not tough to argue. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was listening to a pod today, and they said obviously about the Raiders' record of giving up seven seventeen point leads. But to give up that lead, you need to get in that position in the first place. And I just don't think the Colts are going to be able to come back from seventeen points down. So, yeah, that, I, yeah, I definitely lean to the Raiders. Um, Okay, Sunday, uh, I think it's Sunday evening. Uh, Cardinals plus one and a half at the Rams with a total of 41. I was fully on the Rams uh, for this one, mainly because of the McVeigh versus Kingsbury thing. Uh, McVeigh owns the Cardinals in his time there. Um, but Matthew Stafford is apparently in concussion protocol. I don't know why it's only come up halfway through the week. Um, so it could be uh, my long-lost cousin John, uh, John Wolford, <laughs> a quarterback for the Rams this week, which means really I should lean even more to the Rams. Um, I mean, he, he's at least mobile. He can at least move the ball. And let's be fair, the Rams have been terrible this year. So everything on paper says take the Cardinals plus one and a half, but I can't take either of these ones. Um, I would probably, I mean, I, I don't even have anything. I've got nothing on this game. Callum. <laughs> um, well, what we've now entered is hard knocks season. Uh, as of last night, yes. and if you think for one second that the NFL, HBO, and the media moguls that run the leagues are going to find a way for the Cardinals to be eliminated from playoff contention before Week 18, you are crazy. Am I going a bit conspiracy theorist? Maybe. But the Arizona Cardinals are good enough and talented enough and will have the backing of the league and the officials and the TV networks and will find a way to stay in playoff contention, I am convinced. Um play in a fantasy league where the aim of the league is to score as few points as possible each week. It's called a loser league and the idea is to score as close to zero without hitting zero. I've just picked John Wolford up. So with no disrespect men, um, I believe John <laughs> Wolford will play and I believe that he will not score many points. Um, sneaky feeling here that the under might be the play, um, which I hate because I hate unders and it's a low under. But I could see the Cardinals winning and it being 
21-7 or 21-10, you know, that kind of game because the Cardinals have to have it, you know, the whole hungry faster thing. Admittedly, the Rams, you know, they would feel like they have to have it, but it's hard for me to see the Rams winning with John Wolford, a quarterback, even against the Arizona Cardinals who continue to drag my reputation through the mud by embarrassing me week in and week out. I am almost out of excuses. I had to put them in honorable mention watch this week, which I didn't want to do. Um, if they lose this game, they will be in the top five and I will be upset. That said, we still believe, as we're heading into World Cup season and I'm listening to Three Lions, we still believe the NFC West is coming home to Arizona. Um, it's going to take a minor miracle, but it's not dead just yet. And it's not, I really do believe that the Cardinals win this game. That sounds awful a lot like the speech last week against Gino, that, that does, I have to say. Yeah, but I, I'd um, forgotten how good Gino was, Liam, obviously, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, I just don't... I'm, so I think Kyle had a hamstring injury, didn't he? He didn't practice yesterday. But I'll be surprised if he doesn't play, just because I think he just won't run around much. He'll just try and be a bit of a pocket QB, which also does make the offence worse. Um, I think he'll make the offence worse, but might not turn the uh, ball over as much. Um yeah, I don't know what to do with this game. If Stafford's not playing, then you have to bet the Cardinals. So probably the only week where I actually do bet the Cardinals. So um, me and Cam can be friends this Sunday. Um, but yeah, if Stafford somehow clears and he plays, then it's a smash play for the for the Rams. So yeah, I'll say cards for now because um, I just don't think there's any... Well, basically, if Stafford went into concussion protocol when it was announced on Wednesday, he can't play because it's not enough days to clear. Um, but if he actually was in concussion protocol Sunday and they just kept it secret, there's a chance that he could still clear. So um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'll leave the total well alone and just say Cardinals plus one and a half. And if Stafford's there, I'll take Rams minus six and a half just for fun. Yeah, the um, the concussion protocol now seems easier to get into and easier to get out of, if that makes sense. Like It seems like yeah. people are getting in for things that aren't a concussion because they're being super cautious and then they're figuring out halfway through the week that it isn't. So, yeah, it just seems it's difficult to judge what's gone on here because we, you know, we're we not going to know. So, um, yeah, it's it's one to hold off on until you hear team news, really. Uh, this is another game. Uh, Cowboys minus five at Packers with a total of 43. Another game that I was very close to locking up through my dislike of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I know that one of you is probably going to say, oh, it's just like him, just like Aaron Rodgers to come back in a game that he's not, not expected to do well in and do well. Um, but they lost Romeo Dobbs this week as well. They've lost uh, uh, Rashawn Gary on defense. He's out for the season. They've lost more players. Rodgers doesn't look interested. And it's the Cowboys coming off a bye week, uh, looking to keep the pressure up on the Eagles at the top of their division. Probably going to be a wildcard team, but they're going to be probably... 10, 12, 10 to 12 wins this year. They look fairly decent. I don't mind Dak Prescott getting a little bit more rest after his finger injury. The passing game's fine. Tony Pollard obviously looked great. There's a possibility Zeke misses out again. I was, I was hearing earlier that the um, injury that he's got could be a little bit more substantial than they were reporting, which probably makes the Cowboys better, frankly. Um, and the Packers' run defense is the worst in the league. So, well, sorry, second worst in the league. Um, obviously the Texans are awful um, so yeah I, I will be firmly taking Cowboys minus 5 on this one yeah I'll let Liam do the defending of Aaron Rodgers this week that's fine um, I there's something about McCarthy homecoming that I think could just go terribly wrong for the Cowboys <laughs> and it's not it's not necessarily to do with Rodgers or anything else but it's just you know he, he teared up talking about Lambeau in a press conference the other week and Despite him being big Mike McCarthy, you wonder if the stage and the situation and the surrounding circumstances might be too big uh, as emotions to handle, I guess. I don't know if that's silly, um, but that's kind of how I feel. I, mm, It's hard to know. I, str- I, I, I kind of strongly feel that the Packers, again, they, they have to start winning games. But I do seriously think the Cowboys are a really good team. So it's it's a tough one to know. I, I would probably take the Packers plus the points in saying I think it'll be a close game. But I won't be surprised whatsoever if it ends up in a uh, in a Cowboys win. Oh, do I have to defend Dan Rogers? <laughs> um, he <laughs> lost me my best bet last week. 
so I shouldn't, but I probably would back back as plus five. And I just probably said that at least six of the ten weeks we've done this podcast, so probably don't follow my uh, bet when it comes to this recommendation. But um, yeah, I've teased Packers out again to plus what is it twelve? I think I got. Um, so I'll take that. But yeah, I think I'd go go Packers plus five. I just think that the Cowboys aren't that great on offense with Mike McCarthy still as head coach. They'll still make stupid calls. They still um, run the ball too much on early downs and don't let Dak throw it enough. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'll go Rodgers and Packers, but it's not a confident lean. <laughs> Obviously, Aaron Jones was in a walking boot after last week. He's It seems all right, it's not a serious injury, but you'd imagine he's going to be hobbled a little this week, and that is the one outlet that they've really got. Uh, it's now down to minus four and a half, actually, so um, it's definitely beneficial to me looking for that side of it. Um, surprise. Yes. I'm surprised that money's coming in on um, the Packers. Um, but apparently it is. Uh, the Monday night game this week is Chargers plus seven at 49ers with a total of 45.5. Uh, um, yeah, Chargers injuries still is, is the issue here. Mike Williams is more than likely going to miss out. I've not seen anything confirmed that he's out, but I'd be amazed if he comes back. Keenan Allen is Keenan Allen. He's still struggling to come back from a hamstring injury. So the Chargers are still going to have an ADOT of about 10 yards or so. They're still going to be dumping off to Austin Eckler, who's their only real weapon on offense. Uh, and the 49ers, I, I am fu- fully, worryingly, I am fully in um, the 49ers and Christian McCaffrey being the the key, the Jenga piece, as uh, Damashek would say, the, to their offense. I I think the 49ers could go on a real run here. And it, it's worrying to me that I feel that they could be as good as I think they could be, if that makes sense. I know that's um, worded badly, but I, I really believe that he could be a very key thing. And I, I'm fully, fully in on the 49ers bandwagon now. Uh, I love McCaffrey anyway and watching him in. A well-coached, well-run offense is is very good. It's very exciting. So, um, all that to say, I probably wouldn't take the 49ers minus seven. I think the spread's too large. Um, but I would probably take the 49ers team total uh, and probably lean over on the total. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the plus seven is probably an overreaction, but I would definitely lean to the 49ers. And yeah, I, I do like the 49ers in points. Yeah, Chargers was my second choice for best bet of the week here, to be honest with you. Um, the injuries are a concern. I, I, Heaton Allen hasn't been ruled out yet, and I, I still think there's a chance he will play. Um, how well, we'll see. But yeah, I, I, I refuse to trust the Niners. Obviously, McCaffrey makes a huge difference, and they do look like they are being a very you know postseason-ready team. But for yeah, for me, I, I I like the Chargers plus the points here. I, I do think they'll keep it close, even if it isn't necessarily uh, exactly what you want in um, a Chargers win, I guess. Yeah, Chargers plus seven was one of mine as well. That was close to picking as the best bet. Um, and then I spoke to Lee Wakefield, who's part of the uh, Full Ten Yards group. He is a Chargers fan. Uh, and he told me not to do it. So uh, he kind of knows that everyone seems to know their team better than uh, better than others. And he just thinks they're going to get run on, which does make a lot of sense. They've got the I think, worst run defense in the league or second worst, they like said, with the Texans. Um, and the 49ers are just going to be able to run it a lot. But I'd still probably lean it. I think it was seven and a half on Monday. Um, if it gets back to seven and a half, probably take it because obviously the Chargers have got the way better quarterback. So... If you're getting plus seven and a half with a better quarterback, that's always good. Um, but I'd probably even lean the over because I do think that um, Herbert will do enough crazy throws to score enough points. And I do think the 49ers are going to be able to run all over the Chargers. So I like the over. I like the Chargers. Um, and it's quite a good game for prime time, which has not happened very much in the last few weeks. So. And it's Sunday, sorry, not Monday. We said Monday at the start. Oh, was yeah. It, so yeah, I did say Monday night. was. Um, I thought it was a Monday night game, sorry. It's all good. Um, Monday night, Monday night, game's night game. Monday night game is a lot less interesting, <laughs> <laughs> and it got a bit more weird as well with the breaking news. Manega. Oh, in that case, um, yeah, we've got one more game to talk about: <laughs> Washington <laughs> Commanders plus eleven <laughs> at Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles uh, with a total of forty-four. 
Uh, apologies on that one. Obviously, over here, everything's shifted on the uh, the betting screen. All I saw was Monday. I didn't see the 120. Um, I don't have a thing for that. Um, yeah, I would probably still take the Eagles minus 11. I think the Eagles are, well, best team in the NFC, possibly. Um, and I think they're a far better team than the Commanders are. They obviously destroyed them earlier in the season, but that was with Carson Wentz in the centre. I do think the commanders are better with Heineke. They definitely seem to be more settled and keep things better. And he's got a, a deep ball on him, which can work. Um, but the Eagles, they're just so well run at the moment. They might not be covering the spreads every week. They might not be winning by double digits every week, but they don't need to. They're getting up in games and they're controlling the game because they have a very dominant run game. They have Jalen Hurts in the centre who can run the ball well. They have a dominant offensive line and defensive line. They're, they're just a very well-balanced, well-run well, well run team. And I would probably take them to cover the 11. Mm-hmm. No, probably not. I think that's probably a little too high, actually. Um, it, it's one of those that if they wanted to, they could, but they don't need to. So arguably, I'd lean to the commanders plus 11 now, thinking about it. Um, and the 44, uh, it's not a total I'll be touching. Um, but it, not the worst game for Monday night. It's obviously um, a divisional matchup. Um, I'm, I'm actually very happy that the 49ers on Sunday now because I'm off Monday for work. So <laughs> looking at it now, I, I feel like um, that's a benefit to me. So yeah, anyway, uh, enough babbling on that game. Um, I I would lean to the Commanders plus 11. Uh, I'd be more likely to take the Commanders if Carson Wentz was playing, you know, with the motivation mm. factor, I guess. Um, oh, yeah. Y- yeah, I mean, who knows? The commanders are terrible. Whoever starts, um, yeah, I, I can't trust in the commanders. I'm still not yet fully convinced that the Eagles are this Super Bowl juggernaut. Everyone else seems to think they are, um, but they do appear to be the best team in the NFC, which probably tells you how I feel about the NFC generally. Um, I would take the Eagles here just out of I've got a lack of belief in the in the commanders being able to move the ball and score points against the Eagles defense. So. Uh, the line is very high. It's not one that I'd like to take, but similarly to the Texans last week, I think you just have to take the Eagles um, and play safe. Yeah, definitely it's one that I'll be betting in real life, to be honest. Definitely not going to stay up, <laughs> stay up and watch it. Um, I'll probably lean under 44 just because pass rush, obviously, for the um, commanders is very good. They're playing a lot better now as well. Um, so that could stop Hurts a little bit. And obviously... <laughs> You've got Heineke as the QB, so it could be an underplay for me. But yeah, spread-wise, I think i just stay away. I couldn't even suggest either or, because I could see the Eagles winning by 21, and I could see the Commanders keeping it close and having a backdoor cover at the end. Um, it's probably worth noticing, noting that it's just been announced that Washington, as in the, st- the actual place, is suing the Commanders, <laughs> suing Roger Goodell and suing the NFL for uh, some issue with how they've treated the people that work there and the people that live in the nearby area. So there's now a lawsuit <laughs> where it's going to say right. Roger Goodell and Dan Snyder's name like together as well after all the issues that they've been having. So um, it probably makes this game more weird, to be honest. Apparently not many people are going to go to the game as like a protest. So it's going to be a weird game. So yeah, I'll probably bet the under in a weird game, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound uh, great. Obviously, John Gruden was trying to highlight that when he was getting dragged through the mud the other uh, the other year. So, yeah, and not not surprising in in fairness, <laughs> uh, given the videos that came out and the emails and all that kind of stuff. But uh, pretty horrible. Uh, anyway, on to props for the week. Um, I've only listed a couple. I mentioned Saquon Barkley over ninety three point five rushing yards uh, against the worst run defense in the league, uh, the Texans. Um, for the Giants, obviously. And then another rushing one is Justin Fields over 58.5. I think that's gone up from, I think it was 50.5 it closed at the weekend. After 178 yards, it's only gone up eight yards um, in a game which, I mean, I was going to say in a game which he should run a lot, but I think that's going to be every game from now on. So I'm quite happy to take over 58.5. Annoyingly, I went for Khalil Herbert over 40 at the weekend and Fields took all the rushing. So uh, I'm going to take Fields to do the same again, uh, over 58.5. There's a very limited range on props at the moment. So I don't know if you guys got anything. No, I didn't really see anything so far that I like. I mean, I I, I agree with your logic on on the ones you just mentioned. Um, I'm trying to think about tonight, maybe. 
I'd probably I'd probably take DJ Moore's over just because I think the, the Panthers will have to will have to be throwing it if they want to try and uh, win the game tonight. Yeah, I like um, Patterson's over receiving, like we spoke about earlier. Um, seven and a half at the moment. I think he's going to get that. He'll get a screen or some dump off from, from Mariota. Um, yeah, I had the fields over as one. I also actually like fields over one and a half passing touchdowns because the Lions defense is bad. And kind of all, all they do now, the Bears, which is all you should do with fields, is run and throw it deep. So his chances of having a touchdown pass have only increased now. So um, I think he was nearly, I think it was plus 180 over one and a half so I do like that and I'd probably be nice. back in Sam Mellinger under um, 0.5 touchdown passes and PJ Walker under 0.5 touchdown passes well both of them are plus 170 and I just think they're both terrible so I'll bet the under cool. um, I was just looking at passing touchdowns for fields it's pretty just over two to one over here so um, even better than the plus 180 that you can get for over one oh, and a nice. half passing touchdowns on him um yeah definitely don't mind that at all um as you say they've been hitting deep shots fairly well um tonight uh dj moore is 57.5 it's a little high for me personally um but i i do appreciate that he did that in one he did that in one reception last week yeah, last time they played and falcons <laughs> defense hasn't got any better i was i was tempted by quite a few of them tonight to be honest demir bird has got single digits um for his receptions if he catches one pass he's going to go over his receiving yards because uh, he's the deep man, so I wouldn't be too surprised in that one. Um, but I think that is going to wrap it up for the week um, week 10 of the NFL season already. I've, everyone always says it when we get to week 10. Season goes by so quick, um, and it really has done this year as well. Obviously, a couple of weeks to Thanksgiving. The NFL is going to be a weird weird time for us in the UK, and Callum, obviously, watching the World Cup as well. It's going to be difficult trying to fit in every sport that we can and uh, see how it goes. Sunday, I'm very much looking forward to. It's the T20 final, England versus Pakistan in the morning. And then you got the Bucks um, and Seahawks Alpha Deutschland in the uh, half two kickoff for us. And then obviously Red Zone and whatever in the evening. So a fun Sunday on the way for us. Um, so with that, I'll say bye from Callum, bye from Liam and bye from myself. Hooday on there.